Hello and welcome back, or welcome for the first time to Playtime. My name is Andrew Barnett. I am a child therapist who lives and works in beautiful Asheville, North Carolina. It's actually pretty rainy today. It's not beautiful at all. You might even be able to hear the rain in the background. And this is a podcast dedicated to child therapy and play therapy, coming at both those things from a child-centered perspective. Before I get rolling, I wanted to mention, again, the giveaway for the two books in the Child Center book series that are out right now. I get mad at on sharing for people who have put a review up on Apple Podcasts. So if you would like to be entered into having those books sent to you, just leave a review and then I'll pull a name out of the hat at the end of the month. But let's get going into the topic of the day. And the topic of the day is children and lying. Issues with telling the truth are something that is common to many of the children that I work with, is common to many children in general, is something that I struggled with when I was a child. And many of the guardians who bring in children for therapy are concerned about their level of truth-telling, about the amount of times they lie to get out of trouble, about the sometimes the lies that they tell that don't make sense. And these children often get in quite a bit of trouble for bending the truth in the ways that they want the truth to be bent. And in our culture, we seem to have a preference for truth-telling above anything else. I mean, something that I heard when I was a child, and maybe other people have heard too, is that if you tell me the truth, then you won't be in trouble. And then if you lie to me about this thing, then you'll be in double the trouble that you were in before, which is a logical, reasonable thing to say in a lot of senses. I think that we all would like it if the people in our lives were honest to honest with us. We'd like it if the children in our lives were honest with us. But so often, that is just not able to be the case. And I can think of a number of children who I see and who I've seen in the past who have struggled with lying in, say, more of an extreme way. And the lies that they would tell were always interesting to me. I can remember one child in particular who would lie about everything, lie about say, the events that had happened in their life. They would lie about having a toy of mine in their pocket at the end of the session, would lie and say that I had let them know in the session prior that they would be able to take a toy out of the session with them when they left, would lie about really any aspect of their life. And I would see this child in the school environment, and this child did not get to see their mother very often. Their mother was an inconsistent person in their world, and for a little while I didn't know this. Every time I saw this child, they would let me know that they saw their mother that past weekend, and that they got ice cream, or went to some cool, fun place, or got dinner together. And then, because I saw them in school, I didn't have as much contact with the people who were taking care of them and when I was able to communicate with those people they let me know that no this this child hasn't seen their mother in quite some time and I give that example to say that when children lie or when people lie they're often describing the world the way that they would like for it to be rather than the way that it is and Say, in the example of the child I was just talking about, it was difficult 
for this person to accept the truth of the matter when the truth of the matter is that the person who birthed me and brought me into the world has other things to do besides spending time with me. We could say other priorities. We could say connected to other things that weren't serving this mother in these circumstances. But regardless, if you are the child of this mother in the list of the things that she does every day, this child was not included in that list of things. And that is a truth that is very difficult to accept. And so when this child is lying to me about spending time with their mother, they're not doing, say, the lie that children usually get in trouble for and shamed for, which is trying not to be in trouble. She's lying about something that she can't accept inside of herself. She wants to live inside of a world, inside of her own mind, where her mother does take care of her and does spend time with her and does prioritize her as a person. And when children lie in general, or honestly, when children do most things. They do it from a place that is reactive. They do it from a place that is trying to create that world in the way that they want things to be, and that can include not getting in trouble for something. But these children are not, say, consciously attempting to manipulate the situation so that they can reach their desired ends. They're not searching inside of their values to figure out, like, well, am I the kind of person who lies or am I the kind of person who tells the truth or what is the best thing for me to do in this situation? We can talk about children in a way or present them with this, well, you have a choice. You could do this and not get in trouble or you could do this and you'll get in trouble when we're talking about the lie. But when they lie, that's just a snap reaction about the fear of telling the truth and of the fear of having that situation be true and wanting something else to be true. And that fear becomes from a place of insecurity. In my experience, when children are more grounded in a place of, I'm secure in myself, I'm secure in the situation, I feel secure in the relationship that I have with the person who is in charge of my life and the authority figure here right now, that it's easier to tell the truth in those circumstances when all of those things are lined up together. And if one of those things is is missing, if the child is feeling afraid in relationship to the authority figure, If the child is feeling insecure inside of themselves and like they're not enough or they and they could feel like they're not enough for any number of reasons. If any of those things is the case, then a child is probably going to lie if they are confronted with something that they don't want to be true. And this does not make them a bad person. This does not make them really anything but someone who is struggling with the reality of their life and the reality of themselves and is struggling in relationship to either themselves or to the person that they're lying to. There is a level of children lying that is developmentally appropriate and is appropriate given the world that children live in. It's a funny thing that goes together where we have this value of children telling the truth, the value that extends in at least the majority, if not all, of the families that I work with, including and also the family that I grew up in and other families of people that I know, but that also adults find reasons to lie to children all the time. Adults find reasons to lie to children because they believe that maybe the truth is too painful 
about a situation that's something that's happened that maybe the children shouldn't be aware of that let's say the two parents aren't getting along so well but they'll pretend that things are fine or maybe they've even gotten separated or divorced and then say that well they still like care about each other and like each other even though that's obviously not the case maybe someone in the family or the child knows is really struggling with something but the child won't be let in on what that thing is we can be around children and be upset about something and tell them that we're fine and you can even throw you know uh, if you're listening and there's a child around you maybe cover their ears or something if you are into these sorts of things but we even lie to children about like santa claus and the easter bunny and the tooth fairy and all of those kinds of things and we can say that okay, maybe reality is too painful for children to be in, and so we have to lie to them about those things, even though, you know, children have to live in reality and learn about reality, and the healthier children that I know are connected to the reality of their lives, both on a sort of what's happening level and also like a what's happening inside of people emotionally level. We could lie to children and tell them that we're fine in order to not have them worry, not have them feel like they have to take care of us or something like that. We can lie to children about so it's say these like mystical creatures or some things like that that will give them stuff in order to maintain some kind of childhood magic about the world i do believe there's different ways to go about all those things that children are healthier when they're connected to reality that children benefit from someone saying like yep i'm really really mad or sad or scared right now and this is what i'm doing to help myself calm down and move through this and be the kind of person that i want to be and not be ruled by my emotions in contrast to just saying to the child, I'm fine when they can feel. Children are little sponges for what's happening around them. They're learning about the world. They can feel that things aren't quite right. We can lie to children about mystical creatures that give them things in order to preserve this sort of magical space inside of them, but the world itself is a beautiful, mysterious, magical place already without having to include those other elements. And I say all that to say that when we tell children not to lie, that the first thing that we need to do is to take a really hard look at ourselves and the times when we manipulate the truth the way that we would like to manipulate the truth and that we also take those lies as a message. If we take away, say, judging a child's morality or values when they manipulate the truth and sink into the awareness that, okay, This child lied to me just now, not from a conscious place, not from a place of deliberately deciding to be untruthful, but because their gut reaction, their first unconscious reaction was that they needed to manipulate the truth from a place of fear or a place of insecurity or a place of shame. But regardless, we have a message here that this child is struggling with something. And it could be something inside of themselves that they carry into all situations. It could be something that is specific to this situation and their relationship with me, say if this child is lying to me. But all of that is information about pain. I can even think of times when um talking to other child therapists and gosh, even adult therapists, and having both of those groups of people be upset when a client has lied to them and feeling like there was a betrayal there or a lack of trust there. And betrayal is a strong word, but lack of trust, maybe. But all that is for us as clinicians is 
awareness into the truth of the situation. It's like, okay, you lied. But maybe you can't be honest about these things with yourself. Maybe you are coming at it from this place of fear, shame, or whatever else. And maybe our relationship isn't as safe and secure as it could be. It's our job as clinicians to walk a very fine line in those circumstances between taking on the fact that, that okay, this person is incapable of telling the truth right now, and I want to make sure that I, as the child therapist, am providing a safe and welcoming space for them to be able to share whatever they want to share. And for the moment, this space isn't there, and it, you know, likely has more to do with them than it has to do with us. But taking a look at ourselves in those situations feels important. I can feel that the emphasis with truth-telling seems to get tied up with values and wanting maybe both from a therapist perspective and also from, say, a guardian perspective to provide the child with the value of telling the truth as an important value for them to have. And then the question becomes, how do people acquire and then live through their values? How do people come to internalize a value deeply, know that value, and then stay connected to that value during their, you know, topsy-turvy, tumultuous experience as a person trying to live their life on this planet? And there's the one way to go about it, which is saying if we have this value of truthfulness, that one way to go about it is to say that, well, if I name this value a lot in a stern way, if I provide punishments for not falling in line with this value, that eventually the child will start to take on this value because they've been punished enough for not taking on this value. And, you know, you can sprinkle in there a little bit of like, well, it's good to tell the truth because then I know that I can trust you. Or if I can, and if I can't trust you, then I can't trust the things that you say. And there's a little bit of like fear and th threatening in there as well of like, I, you know, I'll stop taking you seriously if you continue to lie. And I think the hope on that path is that they just start telling the truth enough that it becomes this ingrained thing and they have this fear of not telling the truth and they'll realize that when they do tell the truth that things go so much better for them because they don't get in trouble and then they're, you know, good to go. And it would be cool if people learn their values that way. That'd be a really simple way to teach values if you could just say that like, well, if you do this value, then you'll, you know, see the benefit of it. If you don't, then I'll punish you and then I'll move you back to doing it. I, I, I don't, it, that doesn't appear to be how people actually learn values or actually integrate a way of being, if that way of being is truthfulness or something like that, or vulnerability inside of their life and relationships. When I think that vulnerability of being able to tell the truth in any situation comes from a child being regulated and calm, comes from them feeling safe, comes from them being comfortable inside of themselves, and that when there's this pressure to tell the truth, when they're actually really not able to tell the truth, when they're not feeling any of those things, they're just reacting to the situation and naming how they wish the situation was, that we're just setting them up for failure and shame. And naming the other way to go about it, which is to start us as adults being aware of the times when we manipulate the truth not putting ourselves on some kind of a pedestal and recognizing that, ah, we're not always honest with children about what's going on in a situation. We actually tell them how we wish things were rather than how things are, that we can also not be feeling great inside, but communicate to them that we're fine because we're communicating to them how we wish things were rather than how things are. And both of those things are exactly what children are doing when they are lying to us. So the other road beyond 
taking a hard look at ourselves as adults and our relationship to the truth, is recognizing that when a child is lying, that they're telling us how they wish the world was because they can't handle how the world is. They're too afraid. They're too ashamed. They're too insecure. And we can be aware that that is the case for them. And we can accept them as they are in that situation. We can still hold our ground on things. If we say like, hey, did uh, who broke this lamp? And they're like, well, I didn't break this lamp. I mean, maybe we wouldn't say who broke this lamp if we already know that they broke it. I think adults can also, we can have a way of asking a question about something that we already know that the children is prob- child is probably going to lie about because they realize they're going to be in trouble and they're going to tell us that they didn't do it because that's their gut reaction, even though we know that they did do it and they're set up in that situation anyway. I don't know if I'd ever really lead with like a, hey, who did this kind of a thing with a child because they're inevitably going to lie about it and it's going to become a bigger deal than it already was. But when a child does lie to us, we can accept it. We can name that we think that they're lying. We can even name that like, ah, you you really wish that you didn't break that lamp and you're scared that you're going to get in trouble for breaking that lamp. And if you're someone who uses punishments, fine. If you're someone who's working in a, inside of a playroom, we can accept children's lies all day and we have no reason to take any of those lies personally. This therapy is not about us anyway. If a child is lying to us, they're probably also lying to the other people in their environment as well. And we have the opportunity inside of that space to give them a different response than the responses that they have been getting. We have the opportunity to accept them. We have the opportunity to to name that they wish that things were different in their lives. We even have the opportunity to live with them inside of their lives, inside of this space that they create where they feel safe, for them to imagine the world as they would like for it to be, And then as they develop that safety with us, and as we accept them for the lies that they're telling, they can move into telling the truth after they experience that level of safety. That it's pretty common in my experience for a child to lie about all kinds of things and then slowly leak out in sessions these little grains of truth about the reality of their situation. And that that is their process of reconnecting to reality, to becoming whole, to getting enough safety and connection inside of the sessions that they can trust that it's going to be okay for them to share something else and they can even find the space inside of themselves to go to that place once they feel that safety i made it sound like it was a conscious choice to start there it's like well i'm gonna lie about my life now so that i can sink into the truth later on but in reality they're getting that safety they're getting that safety through their lies and then once that safety is achieved they have access to the rest of their experience. They have the possibility of living in the reality of their experience. And that connected to reality, they'll be lying less. They'll feel more comfort. They'll feel more stable. They'll have their feet on the ground. And they'll be able to be more vulnerable and connective and truth-telling in their relationships moving forward. When children lie to us in obsession, it's a very creative and interesting thing for them to do, to manipulate reality the way that they would like to manipulate reality to give us an impression of them that maybe we wouldn't have otherwise. And it's an opportunity for us to live inside of that space with them, to accept them in that space, to get into a place internally ourselves where it's like, it doesn't really even matter if a child is telling the truth or not to us when our primary responsibility is to be accepting. And what all of this amounts to for us as clinicians or as people who care about children is to try to flip the script a little bit 
on the way we view children when they lie. At a minimum, that's what I would hope would be a little nugget that someone could get out of this podcast is that as adults, we don't have to take it personally when children lie. We don't have to view it as some kind of a crisis that they're not living inside of this value that we put up on a pedestal as an important thing. All they're doing is giving a window into the the way that they wish that the world was. Children's lies say things about the people that they wish that they were or the way that they wish that the world was. And that could be as simple as not wanting to get in trouble or that could be as complex as I can't handle it that my parent appears to value other things more than me or prioritize more th- other things more than me or doesn't care about me in the way that I would like for them to, and so I lie about that. There are a variety of different things that children lie about. They could probably be organized into a couple of categories, and if I had put more thought into it, I could have uh, tried to come up with what those categories are, but that wouldn't even be as important necessarily as sinking into the perspective that children... And adults, let's say people, lie when they're struggling and lie when reality is too difficult to face and lie when they're scared of what'll happen when they tell the truth. And that when we provide that safety and that when we provide that acceptance and when we provide them the role modeling of telling the truth about what's going on in life and what's going on emotionally inside of us, when we're those role models as adults, then children get an example of what it is like to live through your values, that they're not being pressured into being people who have values, that they have an understanding of the strength and power of an individual who lives with integrity because they're around that individual, that when we're around people who are able to be vulnerable and tell the truth and be honest about life and about their own experience of life, that there is a power in that kind of person. And I do believe that that power is ultimately contagious. And it's just a different way of teaching values for children, teaching values by being those values, by embodying those values in what we do and who we are, rather than trying to pass on a value in what we say that is connected to a consequence or a reward for the behavior. And that's all I've got for this episode of Playtime. Thank you for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe. All of that good stuff helps the show get more reach. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you would like some books. As always, you can check out more content at barnettchildtherapy.com and you can get in touch with me if you'd like to at barnettchildtherapy at gmail.com. I love hearing from people and yeah, I will see you next time. Thank you.